Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every single day at 7 p.m. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, now close to 11,000 subscribers as we speak. The Five Reasons Skyforce crew is over there celebrating another Heat victory. No Royal Shepherd. He's not coming back until the Heat lose, so it may be about another month with the way that things are going lately. Also, make sure to check out FiveReasonSports.com. Brady Hawk's latest takeaways are already up. Make sure you spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. And the great sponsors of the Five Reason Sports Network. That includes our friend Louis Peters. You can find him over at LouisPeters.com. I find him whenever I need new insurance. Just took care of my renter's insurance. I took care of my car insurance. He can also do your home insurance. He can do just about anything over there at State Farm. It's an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the entire United States. More than 60 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market base right there in Miami. Got access 24-7 at louispeters.com. That's L-U-I-S peters.com. You can click in there, you can reach somebody there, or you can call at 305-275-5585. And I can speak to this. He's got personalized service tailored to each customer. Sometimes I forget I'm supposed to do something. Stays on top of me. Make sure that I do what I need to do to get the most possible benefit I can from my insurance. Again, check it out. 305-275-5585. Big Dolphins fan, big Heat fan, great agency, louispeters.com. And now... Tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan night off from Greg Sylvander. He was on the pregame show. He'll be back with us later in the week. As I mentioned, a bunch of guys are on the stream right now. We have pulled one over from the YouTube channel. You can check out his Know Your Enemy segment over there. You cannot check him out on Twitter because Marco Romo has been uh, suspended or banned. What did you do, Marco, by the way? Uh. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's a DMCA thing. Apparently, I'll be back at least within a couple of weeks. So, all right. So there. So you're you're on hiatus there. That's okay. Um, but again, since <laughs> yeah. you've been off, as far as I know, have they lost since you've been off? No, I left uh, right as that they had that long winning losing streak on the road trip. Actually, so they've yeah. actually had two streaks while I was gone. All right, well, stay off. Uh, also, we've got from the arena in the 100 level tonight. He's in one of the fancy seats. Alex Toledo, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Uh, he's on with us right now on the mask, so he's going to be in and out because obviously there's some noise there at the arena, but we'll get through it. The Miami Heat win tonight with a 14-4 to run to close it. It was 95 all. They win 109-99. to Just going through the box score here a little bit, and then we'll get to our three themes of the night. 
Kendrick Nunn leads the Heat with 24 plus seven assists, 16, 13, and five for Bam Adebayo. He went under um, what I said was the over-under for shot attempts tonight of 15. He took 12 shot attempts. Goran Dragic in the starting lineup in place of Jimmy Butler missed the game because of knee soreness uh, and inflammation. Goran with 13 points on five of 12 shooting. Uh, struggle for Duncan Robinson tonight, two of nine, one of eight from three, did not finish the game off the bench. Uh, Precious had a strong performance, 14 points in 12 minutes, plus seven rebounds. Gabe Vincent was plus 16 off the bench. We're going to talk a little bit about him in seven points. Tyler Hero returns with 14 points, a brief stint for Akpala and 22 minutes and a plus 13 for Iguodala on the Atlanta side. John Collins, somebody we're going to discuss, 34 points. 10 rebounds, Clint Capella, 20 and 14. Trey Young, three of 14 from the floor, two of eight from three. He was awful tonight, um, and we'll get into that as well. Alex, before we get to kind of our three themes, give me one takeaway from tonight, your primary takeaway. Uh, if I had to say a primary takeaway, other than, you know, Kendrick Nunn just continuing his his run of, of excellence that he's been on for the past couple of weeks is just I like watching Spo and, and how he values uh, – like defending superstar players. And I thought he threw out a lot of different coverages like he tends to do versus other stars, especially with, you know, the Hawks missing some of their other weapons where like there was a lot of traps. They zoned a lot. They even, you know, full court pressed into a zone and they were just throwing all types of defensive coverages like they did versus Donovan Mitchell to throw them off. And honestly, I think that's kind of going to be a key into going into the playoffs. Oh, something went off there. <laughs> I can see it. Marco, go, let's go to you real quick here. Uh, give me give me one key thing. Uh, the amount of zone they've played. Uh, and I talked about this on the video that I did. It's I expected them to run the zone. I just didn't expect them to run as much as they did, especially without Trey Young even on the floor. Uh, you saw them still keep the, the zone out there when he was like, when Trey wasn't on the floor, which was surprising to me. But I like that they went to it considering uh, who the who they had out there. They didn't have very many three-point shooters coming off the bench outside of Gallinari. Uh, but even then, he struggled. I think he was like three for ten, uh, which was surprising. Uh, not a lot of their players really hit their threes, which Miami seemed to be okay with. Uh, another thing I actually talked about, Atlanta has actually not been that good of a three-point shooting team, which is surprising considering who they signed in the offseason. But, you know, some of those guys are still hurt. You know, there's no Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter. So you saw a lot of, like, Miami being okay with everybody else killing them, which uh, ended up working out except for, you know, John Collins. Uh, but you still kept Trey Young in check, which was what you what you pretty much wanted out of tonight. And shout out to Gabe Vincent. He, he, he plays defense like Fred Van Vliet almost. He uses that lower body gravity. He's a small dude just like him but he uses that low center of gravity to get up into guys and he doesn't give an inch, which was, it was pretty great to see actually. Yeah. He's picking up 94 feet and he really took him out of the game tonight. And we will get to Vincent. We will get to none, but I want to take a big picture. Look at this first. This team was 11 and 17. Everybody's blowing it up, um, including us. We did a podcast to blow <laughs> it up. They blow the game against the Clippers when four starters didn't start for LA they blow the game against the Warriors when they lead by 15. They've now won six in a row. They're 17 and 17. There were the cluster of teams, most of which I believe they're better than. They win without Jimmy tonight. I know this is not a great Atlanta team, but they win without Jimmy, which has been a bit of a struggle. 
Uh, I'll go to you first on this, Marco. Like, just the significance of them getting back to this point. It feels like the season has kind of started fresh. Uh, yeah, it, uh, and being 500 kind of helps that, you know, you're back to square one, especially with the East being as bad as it's been. You're. This is the thing that I was actually worried about, was if the rest of the East would figure it out in the time that it would take Miami to figure it out. But it, they haven't. It's just been the pretty much the three top teams at the top, and everybody else has been scrambling, which has been really helpful for Miami, considering they've had this time to figure it out, time to figure out the roster. They still don't really have it fully figured out, but they have it way closer than they did about two weeks ago. Uh, that's the big thing I, I've noticed a lot is they don't crumble whenever, you know, things start to go bad. Like they, like this game, it's exactly like the Warriors game. Steph Curry goes off at the very end and you could have, you could have had that happen again with Trey Young, but the team seemed to have that mental fortitude that they just didn't have a couple weeks ago. And that's big, especially as you mentioned, you know, Jimmy Butler not being there, just watching them not crumble watching them actually step up to the competition that's been really big and just seeing them persevere through all of this this covid riddled you know season uh and it, it's been pretty much it surprised me like uh, i thought they were a couple moves away but i just think they're still tweaks away now they're not big overhaul moves away which is pretty pretty big considering where they were not too long ago yeah, I mean, Alex, basically you're halfway through the season now. You're 17 and 17. You played 34. You only got 38 left. But, you know, Brooklyn, I, I know, has played well without, obviously, without Durant and even without Irving. But Philadelphia at this stage, I mean, they're two and six against teams with winning records. Um, Milwaukee has struggled more than expected. It just, again, it does feel like I'm with Marco on this. They haven't crumbled lately. They've pushed back. When, when Utah pushed at them in that last game. I thought it was going to go the other direction. It didn't. And then not the same level of competition tonight, but tonight they didn't have Jimmy to settle them. So it's like they've handled it both ways now against the better team and then without their best player, which leads me to believe to a certain degree, they sort of have things under control yeah, now. I pretty much feel the same way. Like they took another punch tonight, just like they did the other night. And obviously this is not you know, the Jazz are a much better team than the Hawks, especially in this current iteration of the Hawks without Hunter, without Reddish. Uh, and who else were they missing? They were missing Bogdanovich. They were missing a few guys, right? So I'm not trying to overstate this win much, but what you guys are talking about is absolutely correct. Like, they were not doing this before. They just simply weren't. All right, let's transition now. We're going to go into the next part of this. Uh, before we do, though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And that's our friends over at Biscayne Bay Brewing. Make sure that you ask for it by name when you're at restaurants or Publix. This is the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network, also of the Miami Marlins. We're going to be having an event coming up next Friday. Just coming up Friday, I'll have more news on this that we'll tell you all about. It's going to be COVID safe, we promise. But make sure you check out all the great beers of Biscayne Bay. That's the that's the the, the IPA, which is the one that I favor. I had it at the beach this weekend, or the Marlins Lager. You can certainly check that one out as well. So check out Biscayne Bay Brewing. You can go to the website, BiscayneBayBrewing.com. They'll tell you exactly where it is that you can find it in our area. It is the only independent brewery in South Florida. They support local creators like us, so make sure you support the local breweries. And beyond that, it's great beer. So check out Biscayne Bay Brewing, the official beer of the Five Reasons Sports Network. 
and also of the Miami Marlins, which just started spring training today. All right, let's get to the next part of this. Alex mentioned this a little bit earlier. Kendrick Nunn. Um, we're getting to a stage now where this is expected. He's starting games. He's closing games tonight. 24 points, seven assists. We've talked a lot. Brady just did a video for the website, uh, excuse me, for the YouTube channel about this, but just his improved defense this year, fighting over screens. Um, Marco, I'll go to you first on this. I mean, this is a player that a lot of us sort of left for dead, um, to be honest, as a Heat player. He was simply a trade chip, and he wasn't even a salvageable trade chip at this point. I've never really seen a player hit a, hit a peak that wasn't anticipated, a valley that wasn't anticipated, and now another peak that wasn't anticipated. Uh, at this point, I mean, we're now three, four weeks into this. This looks sustainable. Yeah. Uh, the thing that uh, I've really noticed is he, he's not hijacking the offense anymore. That was uh, one of his, like, big problems. He would dribble the air out of the ball, and he's just not doing that anymore. He's, like, playing within the offense, which was something that uh, was kind of his Achilles heel. He would but, – but now he's playing within the team concept, and that's really helped. Uh, and it's helped him. Like, tonight I barely even noticed that, that he was, like – he was the leading scorer, which, like, you never see Kendrick Nunn put up a quiet 24 points. You always know when he's scoring 24 uh, but he's gotten relief buckets for them. That's sustainable for me is that little floater game and the shots that he's getting, he's getting open threes. Uh, these are the shots he wasn't hitting, you know, at the beginning of the year. And I think it's sustainable, but I, I've come around to like, if, if you're going to move him, I, I think you don't move him just to move him. You move him for a, like, uh, for somebody, you know, will help you win now. And you're gonna you'll worry about the offseason when you when you get to there. But I've come around at least not moving him for the sake of moving him, which was not somewhere I expected to be uh, like a couple months ago or heck, just a couple of weeks ago. One. Yeah, so I pretty much agree with everything Marco was saying there. Like he he has a lot of the same moves that I think he had last year. He's just being a lot more decisive and knows when to go for the floater, when to go for the jumper, you know, when to attack the rim. And again, with the passing, like I think every single aspect of his game that he showed you last year has gotten marginally better. And he's just gotten better at reading the flow of the game and reading the flow of the offense. Like a lot, he isn't pausing on offense like he used to before. And he just looks so much more decisive in every way. Like I think Nunn is, is a real, real rotation player. Has obviously been more than starter quality. And he just looks really good, man. Like without Jimmy tonight to do what he did, like, I don't really necessarily believe, necessarily believe that he was their point guard tonight, uh, considering that he was mostly playing a lot of off ball from Goron. But like a lot of times they're running these similar types of actions for him where, where they get him moving off of the screen and then it just makes it so much easier for him. And I really think it's a good role for him. You take a look at the connection he had with Precious tonight, who I, and I thought that was an interesting twist to tonight's game is that Precious finally gets a DNP and then played one of his most aggressive games of the season, you know, in that 13 to 14 minutes that he had tonight. But we've talked about that connection that he has with Goron, but tonight it was actually with none. It was none who found him a couple of times. I understand he's playing a lot off ball, but it does feel like he's taken some of what we thought were going to be the hero reps. And I'm just curious, Marco, before we kind of move on to the John Collins piece of this, I mean, have we moved to a stage where maybe it's more comfortable? I know that the off season experiment was, hero with the ball in his hands more often but if you're bringing hero off the bench with Dragic, Dragic's going to handle a lot of those and it seems like none is the guy who's turning more into the one 
which is the way it was in summer league, but not necessarily the way that it was last season or the way that it was supposed to be this season? Uh, that, that, that's tough. Uh, uh, the thing with Hero is he's, he's never going to be that guy who's going to handle the ball that much. Like people have made the Booker comparisons and uh, like I, he's, I'm not saying they're the same guy, but it's the same extent. They, they need another like, uh, like a ball handler out there. Like that's where they're going to thrive best. And that's where Hero I think is going to thrive best. Like he's, he's always going to play better when there's another guy who takes that pressure off of him like Gorn or like, like Jimmy Butler pretty much. And I don't know the, I don't really see Kendrick as a one, but I do think he's become a better secondary playmaker. That's, and that's where Miami wanted hero to be at least. Uh, I, I think hero will still get there. I think he, his floor, his floor game is like, was too good at the beginning of his career to start waning off. Now I wouldn't give up on that. Uh, I, I, I don't agree that he's a one at, well, I guess I do agree with you that he's, he's like, like none's been a better one than hero. Uh, during this stretch, but I wouldn't put it past Miami to still view Hero as being that playmaker that they think he can be. Uh, but yeah, to Nunn's credit, he's like been that guy that Miami wanted Hero to be. Uh, he's made the quicker decisions than Hero has. Hero has paused a lot in those moments. He still doesn't know when to shoot or when to, you know, give it to the role man. He's still figuring it out, but it's just that Nunn's figured it out in this little stretch before he has. All right, we're going to get to John Collins here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's Chase Signs. You know, successful businesses and organizations require quality signs and graphics for a professional look and to entice customers. That's why people turn to Chase Signs and Graphics in Broward County. More than 15 years of experience designing, building, and installing signs. Chase Signs and Graphics is an end-to-end solution for your signage needs, providing everything from graphic design to production to installation. They offer a variety of custom products, including building signs, banners, vehicle graphics, lobby signs, indoor signs, monument signs, and more. Their friendly staff will schedule a site visit and have an estimate ready within 48 hours. So don't trust just anyone to your signs and graphics. Call in the experts. Chase Signs and Graphics proudly preserves all of Broward County. That's all the way from all the way up in Deerfield Beach down to Miramar. If you need professional signage to help your business organization stand out, call today at 954-257-1828. That's 954-257-1828. Or follow Signs Broward on Twitter. Again, that's Chase Signs and Graphics. All right, let's get to the last part of this. And John Collins, we did a whole podcast about the possibility of John Collins. Apparently, Atlanta... Still not going to extend him. Apparently, Atlanta may be open to moving him. I've basically said when you take a look at, you know, the young bigs in the league, the bigs 25 or under, it's a very short list that may be available over the next couple of years that you could pair with Bam. Tonight, slow first half or slow first quarter, he ends up in 37 minutes, 13 of 21 from the floor, two of three from three, 34 points, 10 rebounds, three of them offensive and three blocks, which again, we talk about some of the limitations defensively. I I think they're just not really being taught how to play defense. I think he has the athletic ability to play defense. I will say though, that we were getting the text from you, Alex, that you were not all that impressed, but that was before the scoring run where he kind of took over the game in middle of the third quarter. Uh, What did you see from being on site? I mean, look, 
I don't want to make it sound like I don't think John Collins is a good player. I, def I definitely think he's a good player. And he obviously went crazy tonight, especially in that third quarter where I think he had 19 by himself in that quarter. So, yes, the guy can definitely put buckets into the hoop. Like, he is good at that. He's a good rebounder. He's a good roller. He can shoot the ball. He's, he offers a lot on offense, right? And I understand why putting him next to Bam is something that's, like, really appealing, and I get it. But I, I was just kind of throwing that out there because it's something that's, you know, kind of been thrown around in Heat Twitter and especially by you, Ethan. But um, I, I just don't get it because to me, it's like, it's like one of those things where I don't think there's a deal to be had between the Heat and Hawks. Like just kind of thinking it through unless there's a third team involved that kind of facilitates a deal because I don't believe that the Heat would trade Duncan or Hero in a package for John Collins. And then on top of that, like, I don't think you can center a package around like Precious KZ and Filler when it, it, Precious being the like the the leading guy in a trade package when they have Capella and they just drafted Okongwu uh, pretty high up in the draft to be their five, and so I just don't know like I don't see a lot of merit with the college conversation now when you're talking about him being a free agent this summer and whether the Heat are going to have enough money to sign him outright seems kind of uh, you know. That's something that we don't know about yet. I don't know if they will because it seems like he's, he's asking for more than 23, 24 million. I don't think they'll have just amount. I mean, just the right amount to go after him without making some moves ahead of time. But I just basically my whole stance is Collins is a really good player. I wouldn't trade Duncan Robinson and Precious and Filler for him because to me, I think like Collins as an offensive guy, I'd rather have Duncan. I'd rather have Duncan. And the whole thing where, like, yes, Collins is a good athletic player and he has the tools to be good on defense. I just don't think he's the type of four that the Heat need. And I think they need a defensive upgrade on that position. Marco, also, one last thing about that. I just think he will yeah. be kind of um, like I think there will be a little bit of mitigation offensively in, if he were to play next to Bam. Because I think he'll be, there will be a lot of standing around at the three-point line and he wouldn't be rolling to the rim too much. And I think he kind of needs the balance in order to really maximize his game. And so... I'm worried about trading stuff for him to also max him and then further on for his game to get mitigated in a role where he plays next to Bam. Marco, um, you know, Alex mentioned, you know, I won't, there's two, two issues here. There's one, what would you give up for? Well, there's three issues. What would you give up for him? The second issue is, would you max him? Is he worth a max? Again, playing next to Bam. Um, I think he is. Um, so Alex and I disagree on that one. And then the third thing is, what would Atlanta actually want, right? Um, and, and I, I understand that maybe they may not have a desire for, you know, Duncan Robinson, perhaps when they've got Gallinari, they have Bogdanovich coming back. Right. So they have shooters at that position, but you could trade Duncan Robinson and pick up a first and flip it for something else or flip it to Atlanta. So there are ways to work this out in multi-team trades. I'll start. Let's just go through all these three of these, these three things really quickly. A, what would you give up for John Collins? Ooh, that's tough. If you're going to pay him, uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, I like the idea of flipping Duncan for a first. It's just, I don't know if John Collins is the guy to do that, but you make a good point about him being a young guy that there's not a lot of guys like that available that are under 25 that can fit next to Bam and that have his athleticism that you can teach him how to defend. Like you said, uh, I don't know how, what the pieces would be, but I think it would start with that. I think it would start with you bringing in a lottery pick, maybe getting OKC involved to unprotect and then trading that. Or, and you probably have to include a hero. They they'd want hero. That's what I'm guessing. They'd start, that would be their baseline. They'd be like, oh, give us hero or give us a first plus a talented young kid. Or maybe they'd want Kendrick Nunn. I don't know. 
but I think that's the baseline they would start. Cause... But, but Marco, could you play hero next to Trey Young? <laughs> They're already Can... playing I mean, bad Alex defenders. Is nodding, They're already but... playing bad defenders next to him, and Hero is a much better playmaker than. Kevin Herter. Uh, Kevin Herter. I mean, yeah, like Bogdanovich is a similar type of the player idea to, to upgrade, like a, a shooter playmaker. Isn't the idea to upgrade the defender next to here next to Trey? I mean, that that would be my only thing. I mean, you know, if you're gonna upgrade from Herter, isn't the point to get a better defender next to him, which Tyler really isn't that stage yet? Yeah. Uh, it depends on what Atlanta wants. Like if they they Miami doesn't have that guy though, that young defensive wing for for them, unless they view KZ like that, which I don't think they do. Uh, I don't think Miami has those kinds of pieces that they would want. Uh, it's about assets, I think. Oh, don't they need, and again, I'm not saying this would be the player, but you talk about OKC, and I don't even know that OKC would move him. Don't they need like a Lou Dort type player? Yeah. I mean, next to Trey? I, I, I can see that. <laughs> a guy that would cover I mean, up so much of their holes, and that can at least hit right. a, a, an occasional three. That's who they wanted Cam Reddish to be. That's who they want Cam Reddish to be, and that's but Miami doesn't really have Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter type of dude to trade to them. It's an interesting debate. I think, Alex, you and I will get into it more uh, another night, I'm sure, because I don't think it's going away. But, I mean, you see a third quarter like that, and I'm just, again, trying to think of the big who's 25 or younger in this league who can do that, who would be available, and I, I'm just coming up blank. And that's uh, to me, it's a supply and demand thing. That That's what makes him so appealing. It's not necessarily – you know, we talk about Oladipo, who I know we're going to get into that conversation again because the Woes report and, you know, the Knicks and the Heat could be involved in that. But to me, they have Oladipo types. I mean, not on the defensive end, but offensively. I Getting a Collins type to play next to Bam, I, I just – I don't know where you find it. So we'll continue the debate. Thanks to Marco. Again, free Marco Romo, but don't come back until they lose. Uh, Alex at the arena. <laughs> so – so check out his feed for all the latest uh, Tropical Blanket. Uh, he'll be on the calls, as will Brady. Check out Five Reasons Sports. And, of course, our sponsors, louispeters.com. I didn't mention him today on this episode, but both mybookie.ag and prizepicks.com, uh, you get a bonus by using the code 5. That's our new code there, F-I-V-E. So make sure that you use that. Also, of course, Biscayne Bay Brewing. Uh, make sure that you ask for them in restaurants or at your local convenience store. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.